But this morning, I want to share what's on my heart, what the Lord's been putting on my heart. I, I was telling some people uh, this morning, this has been kind of a weird message. You say, weird message? What, are you preaching on something funky? No, I'm not preaching on something funky. But what I'm saying is, is this has been a message that's been very different in the way that I receive it. received it, I feel like, from the Holy Spirit in my heart. It's just that it, it, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like God spoke to me, and then it was kind of like... I asked him some more questions and I didn't get a response. So I was like, okay, cool. All right, I'll wait. You know, and it's just been kind of a waiting process. And you know, sometimes that happens, right? But that's real life, right? Yes. You know, anybody who's just like, so I think sometimes people can get so caught up into, into trying to be so spiritual that they forget the most spiritual thing you could do is live real life with Jesus and walk with him and see him move in that reality. And so... The Lord just put this word on my heart this morning and I feel like it applies to us in this season and I feel like it's something that we can take for granted in our spiritual walk, in our spiritual faith. It's something that at times, if we're not careful, we won't do enough of and we'll get caught up in our old way of thinking or we'll get caught up in maybe a pattern or a feeling or an emotion or a situation that then creates the identity of who we see ourselves in Jesus as. That's, that's typical. I was speaking to someone yesterday about the fact that we have patterns. If you don't believe me, every person in this room could give me their daily morning routine. That is a pattern. I wake up, make my coffee, you know. For me, it's I wake up, take the German Shepherd outside, Frankie outside, because she's going crazy because she woke me up. And then we got to play because she's still a puppy and I'm still half asleep. And I'm like, I don't want to play. And she's wanting to play. You know, that's my routine now. I'm kidding. But there's a pattern, right? Every person has one. And I think if we're not careful, as Christians, we can go through this walk of life, and yes, we can acknowledge Jesus. Yes, we can love Jesus. Yes, we could serve the church. Yes, we could be a part of everything that's, that's offered to us within the body. But we slowly drift back into a pattern, and we forget that God is calling us to be made new every day. Do you know that? God is calling you every day to be made new. What do you mean? Aren't I already made new? Yes, but there's something in the Bible called being renewed. And the word constantly talks about how each and every day he calls us to be renewed. Through what? Through his word, through what? Through prayer, through what? Worship, be renewed. Why? Because God knows that we're humans and he knows that we work in patterns. And he knows that once, once we get into that pattern, we, we start to forget to remember him. And then he's like, well, they got back into that pattern and he allows something to maybe shake us up and then we go running back to God, right? Look at the whole Old Testament. That's literally what it is. I mean, it's like Israel's like doing the right thing and then they're like, Baal worship. And then it's like, oh, go back to God. You know what I mean? Baal worship, back to God. I mean, literally, pattern. You see, but the beautiful thing is, is this, God now has given us the Holy Spirit so now we can walk in renewness every day and be renewed every day so we don't have to go back to the old way. We don't have to go back to the old way of thinking, the old way of living, the old way of interacting with people, the old way of handling situations. Why? Because God can renew us every day. And all it takes is you asking him to do it. That's all it takes. And not only asking him, but then putting it into practice. How do you put that into practice? We're gonna talk about that today. That's gonna be the focus of today. So this morning's message, the title is this, Renewing to Know renewing to know or renew to know to know what God wants you have to be making sure that you're being renewed every day 
Because what will happen is, is when you're not being renewed, is you'll go back to the old and you'll forget about what God maybe wants and then God will have to remind you about what he wants for your life. I mean, I could think of it in so many ways that we see it in, in, in our walk today, in my walk today. If I'm not careful, if I'm not keeping myself in the Holy Spirit each and every day, then I can find myself going back to old thought patterns or old feelings or old emotions or reminding myself of things that God's already set me free from. But we have to be aware of God's desire to renew us every single day. Our main text is out of Romans chapter 12. So if you want to turn there, I'm two verses in Romans chapter 12. Some of you already know where I'm going with this. You could quote the verse to me right now, but read it with me and believe it with me this morning. This is what it says. And I'm reading out of the NIV. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. How many of you wanna know what God's will is? That's a big one. I have people ask, oh, what's God's will for my life? What's God's will? They ask you and you're like, I can't tell you what God's, I'm not God. You know, like you wanna know what God's will is. You wanna know what God's will is for you right now. I mean, we know in a general sense what God's will is, but you understand what I'm saying. We're all called to a different purpose with, with different giftings. It says, but you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing and perfect will. I don't know about you, but I would like to do God's good, pleasing and perfect will, right? I wouldn't like to make my own will up and think that God's in it because then I'm gonna miss everything he's wanting me to do. So a question or a thought this morning is this, how do we truly know what God's will is for us? Can we know God's will or be walking in God's will if maybe we aren't pleasing God? Just a thought. For are we pleasing God with our lives? Are we, are we, do we really know what the will of our life in him is? Do we wanna know? I know some people, they just don't wanna know. They just wanna like kind of just drift along, you know? But God is gonna reveal it to you. And to give a little context about what's going on in this chapter, I wanna talk a little bit about chapter 11. And if you've ever read the book of Romans, you gotta, you, you'll understand that God talks about his plan in chapter 10 and 11 both. He kind of intertwines them both, but you know, back then really they didn't have chapters or verses. You know how that is, but it was all one thing. But he talks about how, what his plan is for the remnant of Israel prior to this. But then he also talks about how in God's grace and with Israel rejecting him, God then chose us Gentiles to be a part of his kingdom. He talks about the grafting in. Have you ever heard about that? The grafting in of the old, the old, you know, the new branches that, you know, they were of the first branch, Israel, and God cut them off, and then he grafted us in the wild branch, and he's like, don't think too high of yourself, because if I cut the original off, I cut you off. You know what I mean? That one's always deep, you know, when the preacher preaches on that one, you're like, oh, you know, oh my gosh, he knew what I did yesterday. Um, but my point is, my point is, is that leading up to this, he's talking about what God has done for us. He's talking about how God has called us and saved us, even though we were unworthy of it. And he's talking about how much he loves us and in doing that. And now we get to chapter 12, and now he's saying this, 
Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in what? In view of God's mercy. What is God's mercy? God's mercy for you is Jesus. That's his mercy. His mercy was the cross. His mercy was his resurrection. His mercy was his redemption. That was his mercy. And he's saying this. He's saying, in view of God's mercy, what should we do? What should we do? Should we be offering ourselves to God? Or should we just be idly standing by? Should we be renewing ourselves every day to know what he wants for us? Or should we just stick with the word that he gave us three months ago because it sounds good and it doesn't require any sacrifice and it means I get to just stand by and watch everybody else do the work? Listen. If you're pursuing the heart of God, God's gonna take you further and further and further and use you in greater and greater and greater ways. I would rather be a rushing river than a stagnant pond of spiritual blessing, whatever you wanna call it. I don't think that's spiritual blessing because it, there, there's, there's cleansing and refreshing in a river. There's new things in a river. And what's the Holy Spirit? The river, right? What did God give Brother Scott, a vision of a river. That means new things, renewing. A river continually renews. It, you never get the same water from a river. What do I mean by that? Every day it's, it's come from a different place. Why? Because it's moving. Are we doing that in our spiritual walk? How should we be acting in relationship to God? And does our life look like what God wants it to be? Those are things we have to ask ourselves. Those are things that we should ask ourselves every day. So in view of Jesus and his love and his mercy and in God's calling to us to be renewed in our thinking, to be renewed in our understanding and who he wants us to be, we have to understand that our lives, look at that verse again, verse one, pop it up there for me, Grayson. Verse one, our lives, what does it say? Our lives should be what? Bodies as what? Living Sacrifice. Our life should be a living sacrifice. I really started to think about that, okay? A living sacrifice. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. So God desires for us every day to continually live as a sacrifice. And then I thought about this, okay? We all know what the word living means, right? If I, if I ask for a, you know, a general definition or life, someone could give that to me, right? But what about detaching life off of that and just looking at sacrifice? And I begin to think about something. In the old covenant, no sacrifice went on living. When they brought it to the priests, when they brought it, what did they do with it? They killed it, right? It was killed. Why? For atonement, right? It's kind of like a living sacrifice. What does that mean? Like, that's kind of like, you know what I mean? It's two contrasting things in a sense because a sacrifice in its real reality and what it is normally would die. Especially when Paul's speaking to people who've dealt with the idea of sacrifice in all of their culture and all of their history and all of their understanding. So he's saying to them, your life should be what? A living sacrifice. And I thought, what does that mean? What? What living sacrifice? Is that mean your, your, your life is through Jesus? What is it? And I've just really started to think about that. And I started to think, okay, am I a living, breathing, moving, speaking, doing, acting, sacrificing life for Jesus? Is that who I am? 
But like I said, I noticed in my mind, and I didn't go crazy research on this, all of this, but I just began to think of the old covenant. I began to think about how God used the old covenant and how the sacrifice was always giving, but I never really heard about a sacrifice coming back to life on the altar. You may say, well, what does that have to do with anything? I thought about one person that did come back. I thought about that the sacrifice in the Old Testament was made to bring atonement for the sin of the people or the sin of the said person through the priest's act of sacrificing it, but it never went on. But then I thought there was one that was sacrificed that did go on. Romans 5, 6, and 8 says, you see at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ Jesus died for every ungodly person. And very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, but though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And I started to think, I can't be a living sacrifice. You know why? Because my Savior's a living sacrifice. Jesus is a living sacrifice. How do you know that? He died on the cross as a sacrifice, completely given up. But then on the third day, he rose from the grave and he sits at the right hand of God today. He sits in what's said in Hebrews is at the mercy seat as our great high priest. I don't know about you, but I realized something in that moment. I can be a living sacrifice for God. This is what happened. Some of you heard Romans 12 right then when I read it and you thought, I can't do that. You thought that. You literally thought when I read it to you, when I said that your life should be a sacrifice, that it should be holy and it should be pleasing, you thought, well, I missed the holy and I missed the pleasing. I can't be a sacrifice. Some of you think that way. But you see, that's not reality. Reality is this, I can be that because my Savior's that. And if my Savior's that, then I can be that. Because he say, it says he's made all things new, right? He's made me a new creation. It says in Romans 6 that we were once dead, but then he's brought us back to life. And now we live on with him. So now that means my life can be a living sacrifice. My life can be something that Jesus can use. My life can be whole. It doesn't matter about flaws or failures or imperfections. No, 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 no. That has nothing to do with it. What, what everything hinges on is that we serve a God, we serve a Savior that is a living sacrifice. My question is, is, do you know that today? And do you wake up to that every day with that understanding that my Jesus is living for me? He's living for me. Think about it. You say, what does that mean? That doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. He's alive today for you. If God said all I needed was his sacrifice, then God would have never resurrected him. But because God has resurrected him and given us new life through him, Now we can partake of that every day. We could be renewed in that every day. Every day, why? Because he's a living sacrifice. Your God is a living sacrifice and that means that you, your life can be that. Walk in it. Embrace it. Say yes to it. Because Jesus, he did that. We can all walk out this life that we're living in right now and all of its problems and all of its struggles, all of those things, we can walk out our life in that knowing that even though I'm giving everything up for Jesus, he's given me life every single day to do it. Every single day. How many of you, raise your hand if you've ever said you just couldn't do it anymore. Come on, be real. I've told God that, God, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. We've all said it at some point. 
See, but that's why God is God and we are man. But that's also why he resurrected Jesus for you. I feel like some of you here today, you need to hear that. You need to know that you can be renewed in God today. Some of you have been walking in the same dusty trail and you feel like you're just stuck on it. And God's saying, no, 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 you can be renewed in life because I am a living God. I am a living savior. I am moving, working, and breathing. That's who I am. We can live for, live for Jesus because he's living for us and he's continually leading us and guiding us. Look at this scripture to just back this. Look at this scripture in Romans 6. Go to Romans 6 in your Bible. I'm gonna go there too. We're gonna go there together so I don't blast past y'all and y'all haven't even gotten there yet. Look at Romans 6. Look at verse three. I'm gonna read seven verses to you. Verse three through 10, it says... Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through the baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life if we have been united with him like this in his death. We will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. That's new life. So, just like he was sacrificed, we're saying, God, we're sacrificing ourselves to you. And he's saying, I'm gonna give you the power, the strength, and the ability to live on for me. Just like he did for his son. It says, verse six, for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Verse eight. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again, and death no longer has mastery over him. The death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, notice something, the life that he lives, the life that he lives, he lives to God. What does that mean? When I read that, that means this, Jesus is still living. And who's he still living for? God. You think you can't do it? You can. It's, Jesus is still interceding for you. Jesus is still answering your prayers. Jesus is still working on your behalf. Jesus is still hearing your heart. God isn't up there just like lounging around like, oh, I'm waiting for the time. All right, whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready, God, you just send me in. No, Jesus is moving. He's working. He's living. He's the greatest example we have, Right? And if he's doing it, then he can enable us to do it because he's our God, he's our Lord. Maybe God's been calling you to do something. You've been scared to do it. Understand you have a living God that's with you. Understand that you have the God of, of, you know, who's formed and created all things, but you have the God who's with you in this very moment and he's ready to live this life with you and lead you. Some of you are afraid to do something. You're afraid to step out because you wonder if God is with you. God is with you. And it's human nature to do that. I felt that way, come on. There isn't a preacher on this earth that hasn't felt that way, okay? And there's not a child of God that hasn't felt that way. But the reality is, we have to remember that our God lives. I think sometimes we get so caught up in religion and churchy stuff, we forget our God lives. Our God wants to speak. Our God wants to do miracles. But if we're not renewing our understanding in that every day, then we're missing all these opportunities to see him do that. 
we're missing the chance to see him speak through us. We're missing the opportunity to see a life changed through the gospel. See, we have to understand that God is calling us to be renewed day by day in knowing who we are in him. And through this constant renewing in our understanding and through his grace, we can day after day be a holy, pleasing son or daughter to him. I think we get so caught up on trying to do it that we forget that we are doing it. Like, or not only that, that it's already been done. Like God's already done it for you. Why are you still thinking it's up to you? I mean, read all of Romans 4 and you'll understand all of that. You know, Abraham received the promise of God, not because he was walking a perfectly good life, but because he simply was believing and living by faith. I mean, the law hadn't even been established. If you read Romans 4, read that today. In Romans 4, the law hadn't even been established yet, yet Abraham, it says that he was walking in righteousness unto God. How is he doing that? Simply by faith, simply by believing that his God was the living God and every day renewing his mind with the understanding, well, God has called me to do this. He gave me this promise. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but he's given it to me. You see, what happened when he didn't renew himself in that promise? You get Ishmael, right? We all had some Ishmaels? Yeah, right? Like, I'll help you out, God. I can do it for you. No, you can't. You see, but if Abraham would have been renewing himself in what God was telling him and had been speaking to him every day, and we have the greatest renewing right here, the Bible, how do you renew your mind? It's this, every day. Every day, renewing yourself. I told someone yesterday, that's why God gave us the word, because he knew how you know, frail our minds were. And they are. You don't believe me? And I use this example, and I love doing it, because I just, because I, some people try to prove me wrong. I could ask... What did you have for dinner three weeks ago? No one could tell me. What did you have for breakfast last Thursday? Nobody could tell me. Why? Because that's something you're not going to think of. Because in the finite existence of all things, you begin to forget about it. Because the problems of life become greater. Because the worries of life become greater. Because, you know, Jimmy was acting up in class and the teacher called you. And now you've forgotten all, all, everything. Everything's gone, right? Or, or you're at work and your boss yells at you and says you're doing a bad job, even though you sacrificed everything for that person. And they don't even know what you're going through at home. You see, but then you have a God who says, I know. And you have a God who then gives you his word where instances, and I love this. I was talking to Brother Jason about this last Tuesday at prayer. In the evening, we read Psalm 25. I love Psalms. You know why? Because it is the most real parts of the Bible you could ever read. You're, you're hearing the realness of someone's life right then in that moment. And you hear about David who's like, they're, they're chasing me, God, they're trying to kill me. They hate me even though I bless them. They do this, this. And I think, wow, man, God gave me this to remind me of who he is, to remind me that just like this man went through what he went through, he's wanting me to renew my understanding through his word to know that he's with me just like he was with him because he's the living God. See, if we're not careful, we get caught up in the hoopla and we forget about it. We forget about who God is. Look at this verse in Colossians. Go to Colossians chapter three. What time is it? Oh, got four minutes. I'm kidding. 
Go to Colossians 3 and go to verse 10. It says, and have put on the new self. How many of you are taking off your new self? Waking up every day with your old self. And God's saying, put on your new self. What does that mean? That means I'm gonna renew my understanding. I'm remember who I am. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and go, God, I thank you that I'm a child of God and that sin has no power over me. And I'm gonna go out into this world and be a sacrifice. I'm gonna live for you because you're living for me. You're on my side. It says, verse 10, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed. Ooh, wait a second. Pastor Reese, is what you're saying biblically true? It is, ha ha. You've been made new in Jesus, but then he says, and be renewed. Interesting. See, we all wanna be made new, but then we don't wanna be renewed. And it's frustrating, because God's like, what are you doing? I've made you new, and now I want you every day to be renewed in that, and you're going back. No, that's not what I want you to do. He says, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge. Notice in knowledge. Pastor Reese, I don't gotta read my Bible, be renewed. That's a lie. Because knowledge comes from the word of God. Knowledge comes from that word. And it's not about knowledge, it's about knowledge. You could have all, you could be the greatest theologian in the world and never understand the gospel. Because knowledge isn't about it being up here. Knowledge is about God working in your heart. Notice God never, never fixes the mind before he fixes a heart. Because out of the heart comes the abundance of what life, right? All the problems of life, all the things of life. Where do they come from? The heart. They don't come from the mind. They come from the heart. So he's saying, I've put on new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of what? Its creator. The new self is being renewed by the knowledge of who? The one who created it. God's renewing you as the creator, as the living God each and every day. He's renewing you in his knowledge. He's renewing you in his understanding. That's how you know. It's through that renewing process every day. Verse 11, he says, here there is no Greek or Jew. You know why, you know why Paul said that? Because he didn't want anybody else to think it was for somebody else. And see, some of you think that. No, 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 pastor, the renewing's for the better person. No, no, no. Because no one in this time would compare Jews and Greeks together. I, I could ask my, my brother back here, Brother Brad. He's just an amazing studier of the word. I love talking to him. He would, he would agree with me on this. No Jew would want to be compared to a Gentile. Not at all. If you're looking at, let's just, I'm talking about from their culture standpoint. They would have been like, you're comparing me to that guy? No way, man. I'm not like him. Why? Because they believed that they were the people of God. They believed that the Gentiles were you know, of the world. There's so many things that go into that. But my point is, is Paul saying, this is for everyone. This is for all pe people. He says, for the circumcised or the uncircumcised. I love this. For the barbarian. That's like the, the hardest, you know, for the biker. Yeah. When I think a barbarian, I'm thinking like a big biker guy. Yeah, God wants to renew him too. For the Scythian, the slave or the free. But Christ is what? Is all and is what? And is in all. You have a living God that's in you. And do you understand that when you do this, you're doing your worship? Go back to that first verse again. For me, Grayson. 
It says, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Did you know the greatest spiritual act of worship that you could do is renewing yourself in God every day? You know why? Because when you're doing that, you're telling God, I submit to you completely. I surrender to you completely. To be renewed in something means that you have to surrender to it. And so this is why Paul's saying, this is a spiritual act. This is a powerful spiritual act because it's saying to God, God, I'm not good enough on my own, so I need you to come renew me again. Even though you saved me you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, even though I went to church last week, I need you today to renew me again in you. I'm solely trusting on you in everything. That's what this is saying. That's your spiritual act of worship. Are we doing that? Is that how you're living your life? You see, Jesus died for you on the cross so that you can live, but not just live in eternity, but so that you can live today for him, tomorrow for him, the next day for him, the next day and the next day. And did you know that's ended up being eternity each and every day? Did you know that this life just runs right back into eternity? And it's to know God. You know why God wants to renew some of you? It's, it's so that you know him. It's so he, he can allow you to know him in a deeper way, to be near to God, to be in relationship with God, so we can live our lives and so we can be free. Some of you are just so bound up. Some people are bound up. I'm not saying all of you, but some people are so bound up because they're not allowing God to renew them every day. They want God to do something in a moment and God's saying, I wanna do something in a life. Like, God can do us something in a moment, but he wants it to last through a life. And if you don't allow him, then you'll just have moments. And you'll always be where you always are, back in that old pattern, right? Back in the old way of doing things, right? Is Jesus enough? Is he enough to renew you? I say yes, He's enough. I say yes because he's the living God. I say yes because he's our savior. But I also say yes because he understands us. Because that's what he did. You know, Jesus wasn't up on that mountain praying early in the morning because he just thought, you know, well, the Jews will look at me, so I gotta go do this. You know what I mean? No pastor wants me to go pray. You know, I need to go pray. He was up there because he knew, he knew, God, I need to be renewed in you today. I need you more today. I need your help today. And even when things were going good and Jesus was seeing all the miracles and all the blessing and all the moving of the kingdom of God, what did Jesus do? He went back up on the mountain and he prayed. And what did he do when everything went bad? He went to the garden. He said he prayed so hard, blood was coming out, Right? And what was he saying in there? God, if you, if you could just help me in this. I'm paraphrasing. I mean, our Savior is the greatest example of this. So Jesus is enough for you today. The question is, is do you want to be renewed in him? Or do you want to keep trying to renew yourself in your own self? Because it'll never work. It'll never work. God doesn't de desire for us to be like the world. He wouldn't have sent Jesus if he simply wanted us to be like this world and do what everything this world is doing. If we look back at that verse, go back to, to Romans 12. 
and we look at that verse again and we see something that God is trying to speak to us. He says in verse two, go to verse two. It says, do not conform any longer. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Some of you are conforming back to the old way of doing things because you're not renewing yourself in God. Your answer isn't, God, why am I, why? God, why? Why, God, am I going through this? God, why are you letting me go? And God's just saying, why are you not renewing yourself in me? Your answer to your, your prayer, your answer to your problem of why am I going through this is because you're not renewing yourself in him first. You're going back, and you're thinking going back is gonna take you forward, and it's not. You have to be renewed in him each and every day. It says, but be transformed. Notice, the transformation comes when you say, God, I need you to make me new today. And in that, God changes you to be who he's wanting you to be. Look at Romans 8 now. Look at Romans 8. Go to Romans 8 and start in verse 1. It says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. See, but if I'm not renewing myself, I'll believe there is. I bet at least five people in this room have felt condemned within this past week. I guarantee you. Over something you did a long time ago that Jesus has already covered, that God knew you didn't mean to do, and all the, yes. Literally. There's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life, it set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do and that it was weakened by the sinful nature, that means the flesh. You wanna know what God's will is, you can't live in the flesh. You gotta live in the spirit. You wanna be renewed day by day and be used by God. You can't live in the flesh. You have to be walking in the spirit. Well, how do I walk in the spirit? I have to renew my understanding and saying, God, I wanna walk in the spirit today. How many of you haven't read your Bible one day? Or two days, three, maybe four, maybe a week. What if you went like a week, right? And you're just like, ah, you're just all, and then your, your spouse is like, have you been reading your Bible? Like, you know what I mean? They ask you that, you know? And then that just sets you off again, right? Have you been praying in, in the spirit? Why are they saying that to you? Because that's what renews you back into who God made you new as. It's not going back to your flesh that keeps you on track in the spirit. So this is something that takes discipline. And this is something that takes a choice to do. Are you willing to choose that choice? Some of you, freedom is at your door and all it takes is you to open it. I have this, this image of when Jesus comes knocking, right? We hear that in the gospels, like he's at the door and he knocks, you know what I mean? Like he's waiting. But some people are so distracted in their old self that he's at the door and they're just sitting on the couch watching TV and he's knocking and they don't hear it because they're not choosing to get up and to go open the door and to go meet with him. See, sometimes the issues you're going through are because you're not taking the time to say, God, I wanna go and meet with you and this pleases me and I wanna be pleased in you and through you, I need you to renew me. You're wanting to go to everything else. You know, 
And the world's really good about offering other options. Five-step book, 10-step book. Go meet with this person. They're the guru, right? <laughs> I never understood that stuff, but I'm not, I'm not, it has its place in some ways. I understand. Positive thinking. I'll just think positive. No, renew your mind. And then you'll think the most positive you've ever thought through his renewing. It says, look at this, look at verse Go back to verse three. It says, for what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the sinful man in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live what? To, according to what? The sinful nature, but according to what? The spirit, Right? How do I live by the spirit? I have to renew myself in the spirit. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their what? Minds set on what that nature, what desires. Some of you don't know what God's will is or you're needing, you're in this rut, you're in this spiritual dark cave is because your mind is going back to what your sinful nature wants. And God's saying, renew your mind in me. Look at this ending of this verse. The rest of this verse, verse five, it says, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their what? Minds set on what the spirit desires. That means I have to renew that thinking every day. Because why? Because your old way of thinking will show up. And it always shows up at the worst times, right? Did something great for Jesus. And then it shows up, right? You're like, really? Or you're, you're walking along, you're doing everything great and you start to go off into your own strength and then your old mind starts to creep back in like, yeah, you got this. You're doing good. You hadn't done that in a while. You didn't say that in a while. You're doing good, right? And then all of a sudden, boom, it hits you, right? And then you're like, what am I doing? And then God's like, come on back. Let me renew you. Come on back. Why? Instead, let's just keep going forward in the renewing every day. So I'm just going forward each and every day, God renewing me every single moment. Every, You know, God can renew you in a second. God can renew you in a minute. God can renew you in less, less time than you can even imagine because he created you. He knows how to fix you. People who think that God can't fix them, they're kind of, it's kind of foolish because he made you. <laughs> he created you. Like he formed you from the dust. Like, and you're like, he can't fix me. He's like, uh, yeah, I can. I can't fix you. I made everything that you see. I can do it. That's who God is. Verse six, it says, the mind of the sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the spirit is what? Life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. But you, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the spirit, if the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. See, when we walk in the Holy Spirit, he renews our minds. And through God's word, he renews us in our understanding so that we can continue to walk as the children of God. Holy, righteous, anointed, powerful. We could continue to do that. Look at Ephesians chapter four. Go to Ephesians chapter four and look at verse 22. It says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life 
to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. You see, through that constant renewing, God is able to work through us and move in us. And then the last thing is this, and this is something that we all need to understand. Go back to that last portion of of verse two in chapter 12. And if we're not careful, we lose this. It says this, do not, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Notice you don't ever know what God's will is until your mind is renewed. By the renewing of your mind, then, then, how are you operating out of your old mindset and trying to find God's will in it? Like I was saying earlier. Because it's convenient, because it's easy because it doesn't require you to be a living sacrifice because then you don't have to give up friendships or people or things in your life that pertain to Jesus. See, but God says, if you renew your mind in me, you won't go back to those old way of pattern, those old way of thinking, the old conformity of the world. You'll be so renewed in me that then I can tell you what my will is because it will be good to you and it will be pleasing to you and it will be enough for you because it'll be what I want you to do and you'll know what it is because you'll embrace it because I've made your mind whole and new in me. See, that's where we need to find God in his renewing. And when we're renewed, then we know. Some of you, it's not that you haven't been doing enough or doing a good job in your walk of faith and loving Jesus. Some of you just need God to renew your mindset and to renew your heart so that you can embrace what he's asking you to do because some of you might have some hurt still in there, some pain in there, some disappointment in there, some struggle in there, some insecurity in there, but that's real. That's, that's real, that's life. It says, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I wanna read this study note and then I want us to pray. This is my fire Bible. My wife got me this for my birthday and I love it very much. It says this, it says, by having a spiritually renewed mind and a transformed life, through a growing relationship with Jesus Christ, we're able to discern and to follow God's will. We know his desires, his plans, and his intentions based on his character and purpose. This is his highest and best way of life for us, though not necessarily the easiest way. And some mistakenly regard the, the, re, ref, or the reference or the reference to good and pleasing and perfect as three levels of God's will, but this is really a single will that God has because it leads to a Christian's spiritual growth in moral truth. It is pleasing to God because it serves his purpose even though we may not always understand it. It is perfect because we cannot improve on God's will. It is absolute and it is the best for us because it's in our relation to fulfilling the purpose and the plan that he has for us. See, sometimes the renewing aspect of this, like it said, it's not always the easiest thing because we're trying to do things on our own. And sometimes God's will isn't always gonna be the easiest thing. But if I have the understanding that I have a God that's a living God 
And if he's a living God, then I can be a living sacrifice. If I have the understanding and the knowledge that I know that God has called me out of this world and he's made me new and he's made me a new creation, and I have the understanding that I have a God that every day wants to renew my mind and my understanding so that when he speaks a new thing to me, when he speaks a new thing to me, I'll listen and obey. All it takes is going to him. So let's end this last moment. If I could just have somebody come and play. I wanna end with prayer. And this is what my prayer would be. It would be this, that God would renew anyone's mind that's in this place that's struggling mentally or their heart that's struggling emotionally from pain or just whatever you've gone through and that God would renew you so that you would know what he wants you to do because he doesn't want you walking in your old way and thinking that you can somehow accomplish his will in that. He wants you to know that in him you have life, right? In him you can do what he's calling you to do. Be who he's calling you to be. You could be that living sacrifice. So let's do this. Let's all close our eyes for a moment. And if you feel like you've been struggling and you need your mind or your heart to be renewed, just raise your hand this morning. If you feel like there's some things in your heart and your life you need God to renew you in, just raise your hand. You're not raising your hand for me, by the way. You're raising your hand to tell God, hey God, I'm here. You see me? You can put your hands down. Thank you. All it takes is you asking him to do it. And I would say this, God is a good God and he's a loving God and he would never let you try to do something that you couldn't do. He'd never take you and throw you out in the deep end and say, swim. <laughs> Think about it. When Peter, when he stepped out of that boat, when Jesus said, come to me, Do you think Peter thought, oh, Jesus is just gonna let me fall in and drown? No, it says, as he began to walk on the water, then he realized, he remembered, he saw all the things around him. You know what was happening? Peter's mind, for an instant, it got so renewed, he believed he could walk on water to Jesus. And then he went back to the old pattern and he started to drown. But what did Jesus do? Jesus picked him back up. He pulled him out of it, put him back in the boat. See, God wants to pick some of you up and he wants to renew some of you because you've been going through some things. You've been holding on to some things and you've been, in, 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 almost in a sense, you've been embracing those old things and God's saying, no more. Let me renew you. Let me make you whole. Father, I pray for those in this room who raised their hands. And God, you see every one of them. And Lord, I ask that through the Holy Spirit's power, you would renew them. God, I ask that you would renew their hearts from any pain, that right now they would hand it to you, they would give it to you. Jesus, I thank you that you desire to take those things from us. And I thank you that you desire to make us new, but then you want us to continue to be made new. And so Lord, I pray that you would make new every heart that is broken in this place, that's been broken by people, that's been broken by circumstances, that's been broken by past failures or, or defeats or whatever it is that God you will renew their hearts right now in the name of Jesus and Lord I pray for those in this place whose minds have been under attack the enemy has relentlessly gone after them or their understanding Lord has just been so embedded 
in the old way of thinking that they've drifted back into that pattern to that conformity of the world. God, I pray that you would renew their minds right now in Jesus' name, that you would make their minds whole and new right now through the power of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, lastly, I pray this, and this is for every person in this room. God, give us hearts that desire every day to be renewed in you. Not, not, Lord, not to forget who we are and then have to pick it up again. No, no, no. To continue every day to remember who we are. Being renewed in the new, that new understanding you give us. That we're sons of God, that we're daughters of God, that we're holy, that we're righteous, that we're called according to his purpose and will. That we are a holy priesthood given with a purpose and a plan. That we are loved by you. That we have been redeemed by you. That we have been set free by you. That God, you're next to us every moment, that God, you see us in our darkest moments or our most scared moments, that God, you're there to give us your joy and your peace and your happiness, that God, you can renew this because your word talks about how in the morning there's joy, in the morning there's joy, that renewing comes in the morning, the earth is renewed by the sun in the morning as it grows the plants and moves uh, and stirs the earth to, to, to grow. God, I just think of that right now. Everything you've made in creation, it somehow ties in, Lord. That morning represents that renewing. So God, give us that morning. Some of you, you feel like you're still in the night and God's saying, listen, I'm coming in the morning. I'm coming in the dawn and I'm gonna renew you. All it takes is this. Can you go to the door and open it? God, I pray that we would have a deeper desire to be renewed in your word. Some of you have been trying to renew yourself in your old way, own way of thinking. It's impossible. God, I pray that there would be a fire in us that would say, Lord, I'm not renewing myself unless it's through you. I'm not renewing myself unless it's through your word. Every day I'm gonna say, God, I'm gonna open your word and I'm gonna allow it to make me new again and to take me deeper into what you're asking me to do and to use me in a way that reaches to others. And God, in doing so, Lord, even in what I need, I find because it's in you, God. God, I pray that this church would be a church that desires, Lord, to be a living sacrifice. To say, God, I can live for you because you live for me. Because you died for me. Because you've been raised for me. Lord, continue to help us as we go forward. Continue to renew us to know your will. If you have been struggling with knowing what God's will is in your life, ask him to renew your mind and your heart and then ask him what it is and he'll show it to you. And if it's what he wants you to do, you can test it. And if it's it, then he'll approve it. And then it'll be good and pleasing to your heart because that's what the word says. So God, renew us to know your will, the will for each of us. Yes, Lord, you have the will for the whole church and that's to go into all the nations and to preach the gospel. Yes, God, that will never changes. But Lord, you have specific callings for people in this room. You have specific giftings. And some of you have been sitting by idly going, God, what do you want me to do? I don't know what to do. And then you just kind of shuffle off into the, into the flow of things. And God's saying, no, 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 come to me and let me renew you and I'll show you what I want you to, to do. So God, I ask that you give direction. I ask that you give understanding. And I ask that you open these hearts, God, to your will for them, each person distinctively, God for your glory, Father. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.